Welcome to this new life podcast. It is our desire that you learn all of the benefits of the abundant life that you have in Jesus Christ, so you can live your life to its fullest. Listen and be encouraged. You know, before I jump into the Word, I want to, you know, really thank our pastors. You know, come on, can I encourage you guys who are in the comment section right now online, whether in YouTube or in Facebook, you know, show some appreciation for your pastors, Pastors Paul, Shadi, Pastors Giselle, Mylene, the rest of our pastors, leaders. You guys are awesome. Thank you for taking the church where it should be and for leading such a time as this. This is not an easy season. So come on, show some love and appreciation for our leaders right there. You know, uh, a lot of things that have happened the past weeks, a lot of cases that have surged, uh, all-time highs in deaths and in cases. But in the middle of all that, again, I just really want to take this time because, you know, uh, a lot of negativity is, you know, just everywhere in the world right now. And I just want to show some love. Is that okay? Is that okay, guys? I just want to show some love to our people today. And despite the soaring cases, we have a bunch of awesome people, you know, in the church, uh, in the New Life Community Care Foundation, NLCOM, who just never stop serving, going where people are needed, you know, where when, when there are COVID-positive cases, like they send oxygen tanks, they continue trainings throughout the week, everything that they're doing is because they want to be able to help and bless people, even at such a time as this. So NLCOM, Pastor Paul, Pastor Heidi, you guys are awesome. And to all the NLCOM volunteers, you guys are crazy good. Amen? Well, speaking of good, we continue to celebrate God's goodness in the midst of all the craziness that we are in. Pastors would always say, celebrate your wins. Come on. Time for you to celebrate your wins and share them with us. Come on, share in the comment section. What are your wins this past week? Celebrate your wins. You know why? Because those wins are markers of God's wonders. So don't forget that. Those are memorial stones that you're going to look back years from now. You're going to be remembering in the middle of a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic, God did what in my life? You're going to look back and remember his faithfulness will see you through, has seen you through. Amen? Amen. Well, I want to do a little bit of a recap. You know, Pastor Paul shared a crazy good word last week, and he talked about security, stability, and peace. And, you know, he shared about this last week. And sometimes, like, you have no answers, and that's where you trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You know, that he was sharing that word, and, you know, he shared how when people can't, they feel defeated and give up. And that's where Christ comes into the picture. May I remind you of this verse again? All week long, you know, this verse has been ringing in my ear, Isaiah 33, verse 6, in the AMP, and it says, And He, God, Jesus, and He will be the security and stability of your times. A treasure of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is your treasure. So never lose your awe. Amen? Come on, somebody say amen in the comment section. Never lose your awe of God. 
continue expecting from God to the point that you may one day see your prayers answered, that you are left with no other choice but to say, Oh, my God. Amen? Hopefully you guys got that. Well, I want to jump in into this verse today in Psalms 1, verse 1, up to verse 3. It says, Blessed. Somebody say, Blessed. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Somebody say delight. Come on. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. Verse 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Come on, somebody say today, planted. Say, I am planted. I want to see those comments in the comment section later. That brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Today, I want to share from this message that I want to entitle, Secure, Stable, planted. Come on, someone say, that's me. That's me. That's us. I want to ask this question to you guys today because I, I want to have a little bit of a conversation as I jump into the Word. Have you ever had thoughts of migrating? I mean, real talk, guys. Come on, we're family. We are one family here. It's okay to be real. Have you ever had thoughts of migrating? Why don't you comment down below and tell us where and why? Now, for those of you staff who are here, have you ever had thoughts of migrating? I don't know about you, but I've had thoughts. You know, I've had similar thoughts in times past, especially when challenges abound. You know, I've, I've been to quite a number of countries. I've been to Singapore, to Hong Kong, Malaysia, Thailand, Japan, Vietnam, uh, U.S., Switzerland, France, U.K., but the closest I've ever felt like packing up was when I went to Sydney, to Australia, to the land down under. You know, but of course, again, those were just thoughts. How many of you know, until God says, for you to move, you don't move. Amen? Somebody shout me down in the comment section today, right? I remember going to, the bon to Bondi Beach. I remember going around Manly Beach and you know, just enjoying the sights. And man, you know, there was just really a tug in my heart, but there was a, not a tug from God. <laughs> you know, we've all had a lot of friends that have moved places, locally and internationally, because they probably saw themselves being fruitful in other places. How many of you know it's natural for us to desire to spend our strongest years in a place we can see ourselves being fruitful. Again, I qualify that. Of course, it's all with God's leading, right? But it's natural to think that way because there is a certain degree of truth to the saying, where you take root determines how you bear fruit. But I'm not talking about countries. I'm not talking about cities. I'm talking about the spiritual truth behind it. And it is the truth that the more you get rooted in Christ, the more you can bear fruits for God. Because this truth, all the more with God and in Christ, where you take root 
determines how you bear fruit. Where you're planted will speak of how you prosper. Come on, somebody shout today. Say, I am planted. Loud and proud, say, I am planted. So let's go back to that verse again. Verse 3, it says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Anybody want that? Come on, anybody want that today? Amen, right? And a sister Shadi would always say, in order to understand that verse, you got to check three things. What is that? Context, context, context. And the context of that is that the verses before that were speaking about taking the counsel of God, not of the world. I want to ask you this morning, whose counsel are you full of? You know, you can't expect to progress God's way if you put more weight on the noise of the world rather than the voice of the Word. I'll, I'll say that one more time as a reminder to everybody today. You can't expect to progress God's way if you put more weight on the noise of the world rather than the voice of the Word. You know, for such a time as this, there is so much noise. You know, a lot of people, like, you know, once a week we get together, once a week we get to be able to share the Word and we receive the Word. And even in those times, you know, like, I've seen people who, it, with, it, you know, with, with the church, online church in front of them, and yet they have a lot of papers around them. They're still so busy doing so many other things. These, these are the times that we have stepped into. But all the more, we got to put weight on the voice of the Word. Why? Because there's so much noise around us. That's why context of that verse says, verse 2, Psalms 1 verse 2, it says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. You know, the word, the law of the Lord there refers to the word of God. And the word delight there, for those of you who love to take notes, for those of you who like to, you know, fill your notebooks of takeaways with Hebrew, Greek, okay? This is for you, all right? The word delight there is the Hebrew word kaifetz, right? And it's spelled C-H-E-P-H-E-T-S, all right? Kaifetz. And the word delight, it's that Hebrew word, but it's the same word that's used for purpose in Ecclesiastes 3. When it says to everything... There is a purpose under heaven. In short, what God is telling us today is that we ought to delight in the Word with such purpose. Love it with a passion. You know, you got to be intentional with it. You know, if your spouse is beside you right now, come on. Somebody say, I love you with a passion. Come on, turn to your spouse and say, I love you on purpose. You know, I remember since we're talking about spouses, by the way, I remember before the pandemic, my wife and I, 
you know, my beautiful wife, Lei, who's watching right now, love you, right? But I remember before pandemic, my wife and I loved to go out on date nights. Before, our Tuesdays would be blocked off, and every Tuesday night is our date night. It is like the Sabbath. It cannot be touched by anything else. And if you schedule something else on that day, it is a sin, all right? So anyway, but I remember, <laughs> I remember spending date nights, and there would be times, I'll just be real, all right? Don't stone me later, okay? But there would be times where I was so busy with work, that when date night came, you know, I would get to ask my wife, where do you want to go? Because I forgot to plan. <laughs> you know, and she would just simply say, oh, anywhere you want to. All right, great, that's good. But then there would be nights where I would tell her, you just chill. You just relax. Because I got everything planned out for you, baby. There would be nights where I would just tell her, just enjoy the night because I got it all mapped out. And what is that? And she would love that, you know, like, oh, where are you taking me? Secret. I got it all planned out, you know. And she would be all giddy, hmm, where are we going tonight? You know, and what is that? That is purposeful. That is intentional. And God is saying, you delight in that way with God's Word today. Take it in day and night how many of you know that a purposeful, delighting, and intentional love for the Word is stirred up all the more when you see that the Word became flesh and wholeheartedly loved you first? You want to talk about passionate, loving, intentional pursuits? Well, a purposeful, delighting, and intentional love for the Word is stirred up when you see that the Word became flesh and wholeheartedly loved you first. So let's go back to our verse today. Psalms 1 verse 3, it says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Somebody say planted. Come on, I'm planted. There's a saying in the world, it says, bloom where you're planted. How many of you have seen that sticker somewhere, right? You know, the wonderful thing, now it says there that this tree is planted by the rivers of water. You know, because this time really mattered to me, of course, I had to study a little bit and research into the science of it. The wonderful thing about being planted by rivers of water is that it's, it breaks the limitation of the plant being totally dependent on the other changing elements in the external environment for it to truly grow. Did you get that? I say it one more time. The wonderful thing about being planted by rivers of water is that it breaks the limitation of the plant being totally dependent on the external factors for it to truly grow. Because the roots go deep 
and draws from the abundance of the nutrients that the river provides, its growth is assured. Through seasons or through suddenlies, the plant is assured of its growth. What does that mean? That means that the external factors have less influence to the way that this tree grows. At such a time as this, you know, the times that we live in, a lot of external factors that we have to consider, a lot of things that we have to take in, changes happening almost on a daily basis. We have been forced to totally change our lifestyle. What is all that? that those are external factors. Well, when you understand that you are planted in the Word of God, you are planted in the love of God, you are planted in Christ, you are planted in the church. Did you notice that? That's a lot of planting. That's why the Bible says, you be planted by rivers of water, plural. You know why? Because there are different avenues by which the nourishment of God can come to you. But the point being today is that I am planted. You are planted. So if we look at this illustration, what it simply implies it's saying is that if it's a hot summer season, as a tree, I'm drawing from the river. Is it a rainy, stormy season? Well, I'm still drawing from the river. Is it a cold, chilly season? I'm drawing from the river. You know why? Because that's where I'm planted. The rivers are avenues by which you draw so that you can grow. I want to ask somebody this morning, what seasons or suddenlies do you find yourselves in? Have you lost your job? Draw from Jesus. Are you dealing with a sudden symptoms of COVID that you've tested positive? Draw from the Word. His words are life to those who find them and healing to their flesh. Are you going through a dry season? Draw from His love. Whatever the season, I am drawing, I am drawing. You know why? Because I am planted. My security, my stability is based on where I draw. Better yet, on who I draw from. Your drawing and your receiving and your feeding on Jesus, on His Word, determines how you grow through life's different seasons. You know why? Because seasons and suddenlies, they're sure to come. Itagamo sa bato, meron at merong mangyayaring mga hindi mo inaasahan. Seasons and suddenlies are sure to come. So God is saying, because your roots go deep in my son, because your roots go deep in my love, because your roots go deep in my word, in my church. You may face economic recessions. You may face global pandemics, trends and seasons in the world. But as long as you are planted, you will have what you need for your life. So all that's going on in the world may rock your boat, but you won't get sunk. 
You may feel the wind and the rain, but you won't get blown or flooded away. Why? Because I am planted. Come on, somebody say that in the comments section right now. Say, I am planted. The wonderful thing about that is that God did not make a mistake when He planted you where you are. When He gave you the Word and He unveiled the Word to you and your roots went deep into His Word, God did not make a mistake. He did not make a mistake by bringing you to new life. Hey, guess what? You are planted in this church. I'm so glad that you are here today because it is God who places and positions people in His church. He did not make a mistake. And I just want to say this right now. I just feel this very strong as I'm preaching at this very moment. There are some of you in the comment section right now online who have felt like you wanted to fall out of the church because you feel like you've been disconnected. You feel like, you know, you're no longer in the flow. Can I encourage you this morning? Let me say this. God did not make a mistake when He brought you here. God did not make a mistake when He planted you in new life. Feelings don't determine your destiny. God does. And when He planted you in new life, when He planted you in the church, for those of you who may not be from new life, you know, love your church. Get your roots deeper in your church because that is a testimony to God's faithfulness, a testimony to what God wants to do in your life. So let it go deeper. Let your roots go deeper. Let's go back one more time in that verse. It says Psalms 1 verse 3. Notice that's probably the fifth time that I've said this word because I pray that this word would get into our hearts. It says, He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season. Now notice this. Right after that, the word says that, it says that brings forth its fruit in its season. What does it say next? It says, whose leaf also shall not wither. Now, why is that worth mentioning? How many of you know, after bearing fruit, when seasons change, leaves are supposed to wither? You know, I told you earlier that I checked out the science behind this. And it turns, it turns out that trees, let me read this, all right? Trees shed leaves to conserve water and energy. When a tree senses an unfavorable season approaching, hormones in the trees trigger a process called abscission. I don't know the spelling. You can check it out online, <laughs> all right? It triggers a process called abscission. Now, what is abscission? Abscission results in the leaves, all right, being actively cut off from the nutrients which the tree reabsorbs and stores for later use in the roots or the stems. Why does it do that? so that it can get through a tough season that's just around the corner. Did you get that, guys? So it's like a defense mechanism of a plant, of a tree. When an unfavorable season is coming, it cuts off its supply 
to the leaves and it stores the nutrients in the, in the trunk or in the roots. Did you get that? I hope that you guys got that. But through this word, basically what it's saying, what it's saying, the implication is that the tree holds back nutrients from the leaves. That's why they fall off. The tree holds back what is good for itself because of a dry season. Yes, I understand, family. We do have times in our lives where we go through lack, we go through certain things, certain situations where it just seems there's not enough in our lives. And there are certain times that we have to hold back. I get that. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me out of context. But through this word, God is saying, when your roots go deep, when you plant yourself all the more in Him, the seasons and the suddenlies don't threaten you as much as they once did. And God's intention is to bring you to a place of growth that you don't need to hold back what is good for you because your supply is endless and limitless. It is a river that never runs dry. What do you mean, Pastor Mon? That means that you don't have to hold back hope. The world says for such a time as this, oh, don't hope too much. You'll be disappointed. But when you understand your source, when you understand who you're drawing from, when you understand that you are planted in the Word of God, you are planted in Christ, well, the Bible says you have a hope, a living hope, not a dead hope. That's why you can continually expect the suddenlies of God. That's why you can keep on believing. You know, and the, and the world will say, why keep believing when nothing's happening? Oh, look at the COVID numbers. You know, look at this. We're all locked down again. Because why can we keep on believing? Because faith's fulfillment has never been based on natural changing circumstances. It is based on the spiritual, unchanging, and steadfast promises of my Jesus who never fails. So I want to tell you today, so keep believing. Keep hoping for a better future. Keep believing for breakthroughs, for healings, for wonders. Why is that? Because for such a time as this, that is what the world needs. It needs light when everything seems to be dark. Therefore, also, when you understand you have a limitless supply, that you don't need to hold back that which is good for you, you tell your heart, hey, come on, keep believing. Hey, hope some more. Come on, draw on the word. When you are full of that, therefore, you can keep giving hope to others. You can keep believing and standing in faith with others. You can keep living and loving because of His endless supply. Why? Because I'm drawing from the river. That feels like a song right there. I'm drawing from the river. I'm drawing from the river. I can keep drawing from the river. So that Bible says one more time, for the nth time, Psalms 1 verse 3, it says, He shall be like a tree 
planted. One more time, somebody say, planted, planted, planted. He shall be like a tree. So I was studying for this. I just got, imp it just, just dropped in my heart. I realized that, but a tree never st starts out as a tree right away. Right? And that's why God has never planted a tree since creation. Why is that? Because He gave the ability to reproduce more trees in the smallness of a seed. A tree starts out as a seed. And the seed is the guarantee of the potential of the tree. The seed is a God idea that results to God kind of results. I mean, how can one little thing carry the potential of a forest inside of itself? Only by God. That's a God idea right there. That's why I want to encourage you this morning. Family, new life, do not belittle the seed that's in you, the seed that's through you, and the seed that is you. Only God could come up with the idea to hide great things in the form of a seed. Because greatness doesn't look like greatness when it is in seed form. I'll say that one more time. Only God could come up with the idea to hide great things in the form of a seed. Because greatness doesn't look like greatness when it is in its seed form. I want to ask you, what seeds have you got? What seeds seem to be in front of you? You consider yourself a seed? You know, when you, when you think about greatness being hidden in seed form, the greatest king of Israel was a smelly, dirty shepherd boy when it was announced when he was anointed to be king of Israel, talking about David. The greatest prophet in the Old Testament, Elijah. Remember Elijah? Elijah the Tishbite. You know that Tishbite actually means captivity. He came from a place called captivity. Nothing great about that. The greatest writer of the New Testament was once a murderer. Oh man, nothing great about that in a good sense. The goat, I'm not talking about Michael Jordan, guys, but the goat, the greatest of all time, Jesus Christ, was once a small baby born in a manger. Greatness doesn't look like greatness when it is in its seed form. But do not belittle the planting of a seed. So for seed to grow, it has to be planted. And being planted looks the same, feels the same, and is even done the same as being buried. I hope that you guys got that. I'm going to ask, uh, you know, worship team just to come up and play the keyboards. I'm going to be landing this plane in a while. So for seed to grow, it has to be planted. And being planted looks the same, feels the same, and is even done the same 
as, even, as being buried. You see, the same thing. When you plant something, you dig. You put whatever you need to put in into the ground, and then you cover it. That's the same with burying. We've seen a lot of you know, things being buried in the past weeks. It looks the same. It feels the same. But it is not the same. Being planted and being buried are two different things. And that's why one of the greatest deceptions of the enemy is to convince believers that their place of planting is where they're going to end up buried. Oh, that's a dead end. You know, you're not going to, your call will not flourish there. Your business won't prosper continually declaring the word. Oh, come on. How many of you have had those thoughts, right? Like the enemy is working overtime to put those thoughts, those lies into you. Oh, you know what? They don't like you there in that church. Oh, but who planted you there? It was God, right? Oh, they don't like you there. You know, all of those lies in your head. Come on, like what good is that? Why are you still believing the word will not work? How many of you have had those thoughts? What is that? That's the enemy telling you lies, trying to tell you that your place of planting, hey, 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 you're going to end up buried. But being planted may not be something literal in your life right now, but perhaps something figurative right now. And that's what I'm trying to encourage you with. Perhaps let's have a change of perspective just a little bit. See, when believers begin to bite, into the incomplete picture that being planted hurts because it does that being planted is a struggle so it sometimes is that it's so hard to do life so and so you know with oh with with that guy ugali <laughs> pastor it's so hard to do life with that person eh? you know like, uh, with all of these thoughts that oh, uh, with being planted i don't like being corrected it's so hard naman. It's so hard to change mindset. I have, I have to change mindsets pa because being planted in the Word tells me that I have to renew my mind. So hassle naman, pastor. Hey, guess what? That's, that's real life right there. Like I got to change mindsets. I got to get out of my comfort zone. Is this what being planted is like? It feels more like I'm dying. That's reality sometimes. But it doesn't end there. See, when believers bite into all of that, then they begin to accept that that which is lined up for them is the hardship of being buried rather than the harvest of being planted. Selah. I'll say that one more time. When believers bite into all of those lies, they begin to accept that that which is lined up for them is the hardships of being buried instead of the harvest of being planted. I want to tell you this morning, you're going to see a harvest in your family. You're going to see a harvest in your business, in your workplace, in your relationships. You're going to see a harvest in your calling. All of that will live and prosper. You know why? Because you are planted, not buried. Or maybe you're in a season right now where you feel like you've been under debt, you've been under distress, and you're under discouragement, and you feel like, Lord, para akong, it's like I feel like I'm being buried six feet under. 
Maybe it really isn't that much of a difference compared to that of a seed. Remember that a seed needs to be under the ground so that it can grow and bear fruit. So when you feel like you're being put under a whole ton of dirt and mess and all of these things that's, that tries to get over you, to that you that you can be put under, when you feel all of that, get the perspective that you're not in the midst of a burial. You're just being planted. And when you understand that you're being planted, one thing that is sure to come, baby, is a harvest that far outweighs any seed. Come on. Or is there anybody out there that feels like, hey, it felt like a burial, but I know I'm being planted. The difference between those two things is that being planted leads to life. Being buried is a result of a loss of life. No, 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 we're not being buried. We're being planted. Being planted precedes life. Whereas life precedes being buried. Being planted states the condition that life has just begun. While being buried lets everyone know that life has just ended. They may look the same. They may feel the same. They may even sound the same. But they are not the same. They are two different things that leads to two different end results. You may feel like you've been buried, like you've been hidden away. You feel maybe some of you right now, you feel like you've been in a dark place, like you've been forgotten. You feel like you've been alone. You've been buried and stashed and hidden, hidden away. Can I encourage you to change your perspective this morning? Do you know that anything, anything that's of value needs to be hidden? Anybody here got collections? I got a collection of mine at home. I'm a die-cast collector. I'm a, you know, sneaker head as well. You know, I got a couple of collections going. And you know what? I only bust out these bad boys, you know, my shoes, my kicks, when I go out the house, right? But, but, but when they're at home, they're in their box and wrapped so well. You know why? Because anything that's of value needs to be hidden because they're precious they're of worth remember this once again a change of perspective this morning is what i want to introduce to you when no one notices you you're just hidden when no one appreciates you you're just hidden but let me say this somebody does take note of you somebody does appreciate you and you know who he is he is the one whose hands have been scarred by the nails he's the one who died on the cross 2,000 years ago and said, you are of value. You are worth it. So when you feel those feelings, tell those feelings, hey, I'm not being buried. I'm just hidden because I'm full of value, baby. Tell the enemy his lies have been found out. Tell the enemy his lies have been exposed because the truth has been proclaimed to you. Anything that is of value needs to be hidden. And that's where some of God's greatest works have happened. 
where they have been hidden. Moses was called by God in the backside of a desert. Joshua spent precious time with God in the secrecy of the presence in the tent. Jonah was in the belly of a whale. David hid and strengthened himself in a cave when all seemed to be lost. And Jesus, let's not forget Jesus. Jesus was three days hidden from the sight of man, and yet he rose from the dead alive and glorious. So when you feel like you are forgotten, when you feel like nobody sees you, nobody appreciates you, or you feel like you're all alone, let me say this, that's a lie. Remember, you are just being hidden, and your value is what is going to come out. There is a harvest that awaits. They didn't know that when they buried Jesus Christ, it was God's plan all along to plant Him like a seed so that the Son of God's death and resurrection would lead to the sons of man receiving life. Are you hidden? Let me remind you this morning, you are planted. One more time before I end, Psalms 1 verse 3. One more time, <laughs> one more time this morning. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. I'm here to tell you that everything around you has been telling you that you won't amount to anything. We're not going anywhere. We are not progressing. Oh, lockdowns and bankruptcies and deaths. But keep yourself planted. Keep drawing. Keep receiving. Keep feeding. And the Bible says, and whatever he does shall prosper. Let God be true and every noise of man a lie. He says that I will prosper and so be it. Let that be your heart's cry this morning. Oh, I'm going to draw from him. Whatever you may be in family, whatever you may be staring at, whatever challenge, whatever you may be up against, draw from God. He is full. The Bible says, Oh, but the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And out of His fullness, we have all received grace upon grace, one gift after another. Friends, I want to tell you, your Jesus is full. He is full to overflowing. You can draw from Him. Do not let your disappointments hinder you from receiving more from God. Do not let your hopes that had been disappointed stop you from believing some more. Because more often than not, we realize God, when He does not show up on our timeline, it's because God's got something better that He's cooking. And we will see it come to pass because we know His faithfulness is sure. So if that's you right now, I want to tell you, 
you are being planted and there is a harvest that awaits come on just right now let those words escape your mouth say oh i'm planted by god i'm planted in christ i'm planted in his love come on say that right now say i am planted and because i am i know whatever i do whatever the bible says whatever in the middle of this pandemic in the middle of all the challenges in our soul even in the situations amidst the seasons and the suddenlies whatever he does shall prosper so i declare this same over you new life i declare that resilience that strength that stability you know why because you got christ in you and you are drawing from him so i want to declare this over you even as we go today i say the lord bless you the lord keep you the lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and the lord lift up his approving countenance of favor on you and give you and your family shalom peace nothing missing nothing lacking and nothing broken for this is your inheritance this is the order and the pattern of your life says your god so god go before you god prepare the way and he is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than whatever you can ask hope dream or imagine according to the power that works in you in jesus name and everybody said amen amen well god bless you new life i pray that this word has blessed you richly i pray that you have a blessed week ahead on behalf of the leaders we love you we'll see you again thank you for joining us today we believe that god's powerful word can bring a change in your situation and transform your life so we encourage you to share this message to your family and friends so they too can know of the new life that god has for them if you prayed to receive jesus for the first time or was simply blessed by this message we invite you to connect with us follow us on facebook at newlife.ph instagram at newlife underscore ph and subscribe to our youtube channel new life media ph you can also email us at connect at newlife.ph we will be so glad to hear from you to support the ministry please visit newlife.ph slash alabang slash give your generosity is greatly appreciated god bless you